Are you a sheep? No. You're a dragon. Be a dragon. This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls don't play, girls games. Don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into their prime to be the role models, dreams and voices. Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Hearing, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, my name is Monica. And I'm Amanda. And today we have a really a very special episode for you coming up. And I think Amanda is going to tell you a bit more about what we have in store today. Today, um, like Monica says, it is a very special episode. We are making a dedication to Cheryl Baker Carr. You probably heard me talking on another episode about how my high school teacher, Laura Carr, was one of the biggest influences in my life. Her sister-in-law was tragically killed in a hit-and-run accident last week in Bradford, Ontario, and the driver hasn't been found yet. Laura reached out to me and asked if we could dedicate this episode to her sister-in-law because Cheryl was a, a true geek girl. She was a huge fan of World of Warcraft, playing a Night Elf under the name of Elven Spirit. She was going to be watching BlizzCon with her husband last weekend, but sadly she wasn't, she wasn't there for it. Cheryl just seems like everything we would have wanted in our geek community and what we, what we had in our geek community. And as geek girls, we need to stick together and, and support each other through the good times and the less than good times, like what we have going on right now. If you would like to support the Carr family, there is a GoFundMe for Cheryl. Uh, we will put the link in our show notes and in our social media. You can also find it at GoFundMe.com forward slash Memorial Fund for Cheryl Carr. So with that being said, we dedicate this episode to Cheryl. We're thinking of you. We're thinking of your family. And we're going to talk today about the Geek Girl Sisterhood what it means to be a geek girl and how supportive we are of each other and just talk about what a great community we have around us. Yeah, it's very true. Our whole goal for this entire podcast is basically to bring us all, like bring other geek girls together and celebrate the awesomeness that, that we all share. Amanda and me both did a bit of research, Amanda, a bit more than I did. <laughs> But generally, we try to ask other geek girls about examples in their in their own geekdom and if they encountered times where they had to stick together or times where they just felt at home with their other geek girls. But before we probably jump into the examples that we found, maybe Amanda, do you have something of that sort for our listeners to hear? I'll tell you about the first time I ever really, truly discovered the geek girl community. I was in grade nine, so little 14-year-old Amanda, made friends with my now, then, and current best friends. And she was talking about an X-Files forum where she met this super cool geek girl, the best of friends online. Um, I don't think that she had too, too many friends that... I just don't think she had too many friends that weren't online. So knowing that she had to to talk to and to be supported by through through life and 
all the trials and tribulations of being like a 13, 12, 11 year old girl, knowing that you've got someone to talk to about everything and you've met through a common love of the X-Files. That's pretty cool. Um, we actually had the pleasure of meeting uh, when she came to Toronto one year and it was a lot of fun seeing her and, and hang out with her for a bit and just knowing that it all started because of Geek Girls. Yeah. I've got another story actually um, and it's it's a wee bit sad but it's also it really goes to show just how amazing our Geek Girl community is. So as I've said I used to do some text-based Harry Potter role play. Um, through Live Journal and met some amazing people. In fact, I've met almost all of them in real life through then. Some I've met multiple times. Um, some I'm meeting in two days. So excited. There's a bit of a, well, it's a happy ending, but there was a sad story. Um, one of my, one of my closest friends was, uh, going through a tough time and she sent me a text message saying, saying goodbye one night. And she also sent another girl a very similar text message. And thankfully, the other girl had her parents' phone number. Now, these are people that had never met in person. And this, there are, our other geek friends saved her life. She, she called her dad, told her what happened, and her dad was able to take her to the hospital. And if it, if it wasn't for, for that community, my friend, who I am meeting in two days, my friend would not be here. Um, so, our geek girl community is awesome. Um, it's so supportive. And I just love geek girls. <laughs> we're, we're, we're good for each other. <laughs> we're indeed good for each other. I think it's important to point all of that out because like the general society always treats geeks who seem to be, who seem to not engage with society as they want them to engage in society. They always um, say that they are not social or they have social whatever issues but actually making connections online is not like not that weird of a thing of course there are everything has its ups and downs but I feel in general it's you can make genuine connections with people online and especially uh, about a topic that maybe not everybody is so fussed about and that's the awesome thing about being online and embracing your own geekdom because the internet gives you the opportunity to find your people to find the people that share the same interests as weird as it might be or as unusual as it might be there are other people out there who share that same interest and you can find them and they can become your very very best friends it's a prejudice that we don't have any skills <laughs> We just know where to find our people and we just know where to connect with the people that care about what we care about and that take us the way that we just are. This yeah. is why we're here. This is why we're telling people about these stories and these experiences and talking to other geek girls and finding out their experiences. So what about you, Monica? Tell us about a time that you've had some great geek girl support. My geek geek girl support, basically, it generally started out also with an online forum and i think i've talked about it already um uh, at some point i when i was like 15 16 17 something like that i joined an online harry potter fan club <laughs> and they had a forum there in the good old days when the uh, php forums were still a thing 
we had a really huge, like a big community with different houses. Everybody was in a house, they were sorted, and we had that forum that went with it. I made a lot of connections there. Most of the people were Germans. I mean, I have a tendency for Germans, apparently. Uh, <laughs> and uh, some of them I know until this day. And I've been the maid of honor at the wedding when, when two of them got married, which was pretty awesome. It also brought me to Sweden to uh, the wedding of another friend that I met through a live role play game. So basically, like it was kind of the door opener to more geeky things because through the Harry Potter forum I also um kind of got into manga and anime when I was younger I still have a few of them here I'm not into that into it as much as I used to but I had a lot of different connections with a lot of people the most of them most of them were online and I had a similar uh event where someone who had a really rough time who I've been on the phone with for a while while she was going through a uh, r- really rough patch so it's not that we don't care about each other i think we care a lot about each other and it's important to show that because sometimes for people that's their only refugee that they have when you don't when you're a girl or a guy can also be guys i mean guys are not immune of being outsiders at some point but when you have a weird interest then you're a bit off to what is normal at that time, what is normal at your wherever you are at the moment, because normal is relative and it's not always what it seems to be. Girl geeks are sometimes the place where you go. It's the place where you can turn to. It's the place where you can be yourself and they will not judge you for who you are. And that's just important to see that it's really important to find the people that you can connect with for your own good and to not feel so alone at some point. I wouldn't be a geek girl without the community. Or at least I wouldn't be a very vocal one. (laughs) (laughs) And that would be very sad if you weren't a vocal one. I know. Because as as we know, we like to talk and share our voices. So (laughs) (laughs) As we mentioned, we did a bit of research and looked for other geek girls who share something like that. Did you find anything that 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 was not in tone with what we just said? That contradicted um, what we just said? Now, I did have a few people comment and tell me that they actually find the geek girl community a bit bitchy. Oh. Um, and I can I can see where they're coming from. Um <laughs> you know when when you are the the minority like the the, to- the token geek girl in a group you do get a little bit uh protective of your, <laughs> of your little band of geek boys. So yeah, I I I I see what they're saying, but um on the flip side I also think like that those kind of geek girls are a minority. And most of the geek girls out there that I've come across and that most of the people that we've spoken to have come across are supportive and ready to be your geek girlfriend. Yeah, definitely not saying that the protective geek girls don't exist because they do. And to be honest, I've kind of felt that. I'm like, hey, these are my geeks. This is my geek circle. Like, what are you doing here? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. We want more geek girls. This is good. (laughs) But um, I, I do have that, that touch sometimes of, of a little bit of protectiveness. But I get over it. And I never vocalize it. <laughs> I get over it, then I never vocalize it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not like, eh, other geek girls. Because that's not what life is about. I'm just being honest that in the past I have felt that uh, protection. 
Yeah, I think it always depends how someone joins you also. I mean, sometimes it's not about the fact that it's a girl that is joining you, but that when someone joins a group that is already sworn in, then it changes the group dynamic when someone joins all that. So it's more often the fear of something changing Mm -hmm. and then getting used to the change. That doesn't mean that you don't want someone else in there. That just means that sometimes it's more comfortable when things are not changing. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But I mean, at the very end, change is always good. Or I mean, not always good, but life is change and change is life. So basically, it's just how we deal with life, right? Yeah. And I feel some people are probably generally a bit competitive. So they like they're standing as the token girl or that makes you special if someone else comes and joins you that is shares the same qualities as you. That could be uh, could be a potential threat if you're a competitive person. But we're all about community. So <laughs> collaboration over competition. <laughs> Definitely those those words, collaboration over competition. I think we've said it before and we'll probably say it a hundred times more. Yeah. I just get competitive when someone rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> when someone plays my strings in a way where I'm like, don't mess with me, then it kindles my competitiveness. But in general, I don't think I'm very competitive. I'm pretty competitive. <laughs> You didn't see her face there, people. It was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so what I found was basically the same thing. I I didn't I didn't really get across come across that bitchiness part. A lot of people told me that it's not just girls that they do um connect with in geekdom, but also boys, which I totally get. I mean it's never to exclude the other dudes. But I had also, I had one telling me that she said that fandom communities are really her home and the source of her greatest friendships. But a lot of her fandoms still tend to cling to that boys club mentality. And I put a quotation marks around boys club here, but nobody could see them. Um, so she said that she's proud to be part of a group of outspoken female fans who stand up to the mainsplaining and harassment that that takes place. Apparently, geek girls do come across being seen as a whole person, being seen as a whole geek. So that's also why it's important to gang up a bit. (laughs) And gang up with your crew and and fight against the mansplainers of the geek world. I I totally don't mean that in a... I'm very pacifistic. I don't mean that in a... let's get going kind of way but it's important to group up to make your voice a bit louder the more we talk about it the more representation is going to be out there yeah and talking about that shit's important truer words have never been spoken (laughs) so something um a comment that monica was was given about the geek community and it's something that i've actually seen um fairly common to support on twitter um, as well. So it was about a girl or a woman who came out. Um, I'll, do, I'll read this verbatim. Okay, it says, I felt comfort in the gaming and geek communities. I was a closeted trans woman and online I could be the, that cute elf chick and be accepted for it. The first place I came out was in Warcraft to the guild I'm still in after six years and they accepted me with open arms. Most of my friends at work are geeks and we all support each other. So I have really 
found that, at least from, from what I see on Twitter and what I see in game, that the trans community and the Warcraft community, they almost, they're, they're so supportive of each other and, and, and trans people, trans, trans women, trans men are just accepted because Warcraft is, is open and like you see men playing female characters and, and, and women playing male characters and it, it's like just play whatever you want. And so it's cool. I really like reading that comment. For you personally, sometimes it feels as a small thing that you can play both genders. I mean, you can, it is a big thing when you realize that women are not included and you're happy that you can, but then the, that you have the option, you're happy about that you have the option to play a male and a female. But as a trans person, it's more than that. It's a way of expressing who you truly are through game, which is even more real than when it's not that I'm saying that when you don't care about what gender your character has, but um, I think a lot of people choose their character without actually identifying with it so much. But then that you can have a character that you identify with a lot is such a big thing that I didn't even really think about until that comment. But it's amazing that it gives you the opportunity to be your true self and who you really are in game and in your geekdom. And that's just freaking amazing. One thing that I noticed was quite common um, across the gaming communities that we that we spoke to um, is that so many people have met their now real life best friends in game. Um, it has been such a common theme and something that is really nice. And it doesn't have to just be like in something like an MMO, like Warcraft or Elder Scrolls Online. It could be through a forum. It could be through Harry Potter text-based roleplay, like meeting your best friends. It's really nice reading these comments and, and seeing just the friendships that have built and the communities that these games and forums have created. One comment was, it, it really tr touched me. She says, I met my best friend early in Wrath of the Lich King. She was a rogue, I was a warlock. We would spend our weekend evenings drinking wine, laughing over chat, and PvPing. When my marriage went to shit, this girl didn't hesitate. She booked a flight to be here with me. This was the first time we had ever met in person, but it felt like we had always known each other. She supported me and helped me stay strong enough to get out of my crappy marriage. We have visited several times a year since. We have a traditional summer road trip every single year, and my family knows and loves her like her own. My life would be so infinitely different without her. Oh, that's so cute. Isn't that the loveliest story? I mean, not, not about the shitty marriage, but about the friendship that has blossomed oh. in game. And it's amazing. So even though you've never met the person, you still feel as if you know them your entire life once you meet them, when you genuinely connect. So, I mean, of course, there are people out there who pretend to be someone that they're not. But when you're connecting in game over something that you love or when you're connecting over whatever geeky thing that you enjoy, it's just as if you know you know each other. It's not as if you know each other. You start to get to know each other. You, you spend a lot of time together. You talk a lot about things that you like, things that you love. And even though you probably have never seen each other in real life, that doesn't mean that it's not real. This comment is a perfect proof for that, that someone can stick with you and be with you through thick and thin, even though you've probably never met them before. It's so true. And it's something that like we've seen so many times, like Monica and I met online. Yeah. <laughs> and 
like we're the best of friends. Um, I can say with certainty that we have both helped each other through some hard times in the past year and a bit. And we've met in, in person twice now from the first moment that we saw each other. It was like we've been best friends since the day we were born. Well, dude, you were a bit hangry when we met each other. <laughs> I was very hangry. That's true. That's true. That was, that was amazing. No, that, that, that was the next morning I was hangry. The night at the airport, I, I wasn't hangry. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's very true. And we had that cow sign that I left in the car. We were late to the airport. Man, that was an achievement. <laughs> yeah. And I was helping that, that girl whose abusive ex-partner got on the same flight as her. Yeah, what the fuck? I remember. You saved that girl because you came to meet us weirdos. Yeah, that's true. That's that's. It has the ripple effect, people. <laughs> if you can make looking out for each other. Um, there was another comment that I got in my research that is actually, it's a different kind of support, but it's also support that is, it, like it comes from the geek girl community and it is maybe something that was a bit unexpected, but at the same time, not. So I'll read this one as well because it's it's a cute story. My boyfriend let slip in our guild discord recently that I had my boobs done. I'm not the most active in our guild socially, and I don't know any of the girls all that well. Add to that, my experience growing up means I expect bitchiness more often than kindness, so I wasn't too sure what to expect. What I got was floods of messages asking if I was okay. Were there any? Was there any pain? How did my boobs feel? Do I like them? How much did it cost? And several links to good wireless bras that actually look cute rather than the Fort Knox post-op monstrosity I was forced to wear for the first four weeks. It was refreshing to say the least. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that too. Like, that that's quite lighthearted, but it's something that, like, if you are having any kind of body transformation surgery and openly talking about it, it can, it can have weird effects. Like, people can react both good and, and like, really bad ways. But knowing... Well, like we say about the Warcraft community in regards to the trans community, um, they're supportive and they just want to help you be comfortable with who you are. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. But I do love this story. <laughs> it is an amazing story. And another favorite that I got was from someone who says, I have a Pokemon tattoo sleeve and was shopping for clothes. And the store chick rolled up her sleeves and showed me her Pokemon tattoo. And the girl ended up giving me a discount for being an awesome customer. <laughs> maybe i should carry my harry potter tattoo around more <laughs> yeah show it off monica you never know what you'll get from other geek girls in the world i think if you if you go that far as to tattoo something on on you from your geekdom then that's a whole whole other level of geekness i'm still debating about that deathly hallows tattoo you need to get that deathly hallows tattoo <laughs> next time we're together monica let's do it we can do. I'm totally down for it. I'm I'm in 100%. Don't tell awesome. Tom. <laughs> did you just say don't tell Tom? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so did you have any other favorite comments that you got through through research? Basically, my most favorite one was the the trans uh, comment that we got. But in general, they all hit. They all say the same thing. What we say. They met a lot of nerd friends and geek friends who they like share a life with who are their chosen family, and that's. Something that's really big in the geek girl community, I think. It brings you closer together when you share the the excitement and the passion for something specific. It just brings you really close compared to sometimes to 
I won't say normal friendship because friendships in general can be awesome and every friendship is different. But to 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 fangirl and to geek out about something that you really passionate about, that's not always something that you can do with friends that you meet in schools, for example. That makes the friendship all the more special. Um, I want to move over to Twitter really quickly and talk about how supportive and if you're ignoring the trolls, like not, not don't feed the trolls, right? But if you're ignoring the trolls, how supportive and amazing the Twitter geek girl community is. We have a Twitter. It's at Geek Caring. Let's be tweet friends. And <laughs> it's be tweet shameless, friends. shameless plug, you know. Um, <laughs> but the community that is there on Twitter is it's really unique. Um, you see people just sending like a, a simple retweet or a comment. Like you don't even need to be connected to to people to to really support them. There's a couple users in particular that uh, are, I think, are really doing a great job. So I'm sure we all know about Twitch and Twitch streaming. And there is a very active group of girl streamers that you can find at girl streamers, at Twitch kittens, uh, using the hashtag we streamers. And it's all these girls and, and men like as well, like geek men are in there who support geek girls. Just giving love to the geeks uh, or the girl streamers community. And it's really nice. Uh, one user in particular, the Queen Melon, she's been a fan of geek herring right from the beginning. So, hey, the Queen Melon, we love you. We love Thank you. you all the support. But following her on Twitter is amazing because seeing the support that she gives to the streaming community is, is fabulous. Like every day I see her retweeting um, with comments as well. Like it's not just a retweet. She retweets and comments why you should be following this girl streamer, what you can expect from her stream, why she's awesome. And like, I know she's not the only one uh, that, that kind of boosts these streamers up, but she is currently the most vocal one, at least in our Twitter feed. It's nice to see. It is really nice to see. Queen Melon does an awesome job with that. In general, I find the support on Twitter really nice unexpected to be honest but really nice the awesome thing i mean i have to take over the wheel for a second because amanda is too humble to tell the world the awesomeness that she produced <laughs> because in our midst listeners we have the geek girl matchmaker par excellence because amanda connected two geek girls over our twitter feed just Re very recently, two girls we know uh, who follow us on Twitter um, or who we follow on Twitter, they both live in Utah and they're geek girls with families and they don't have a lot of geek girl friends or they just moved there. And Amanda just introduced them to, them to each other. And not only do they live in Utah, but they also have the almost almost the same kind of family structure. So they all, all of them have, both of them have kids in roughly the same age. So basically what Amanda created is a geek girl family connection. And isn't that amazing? I think that's so amazing. So I would give her a round of applause if that wouldn't be a bit too weird on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, thanks, Monica. Yeah, I was really excited that I was able to connect these two geek girls, both of who we only know basically online um, on Twitter. It was, it was just a happy coincidence that that um, they were both in Utah and I was able to, to connect them. Totally. But that's the power of the Twitter geek girl community. 
That's very true. Don't undervalue your your influence on that part. <laughs> and we want some picture proof. When you meet each other, tweet us on Twitter. Yeah. We want to see you. We want to see your geek girl friendship develop. Yeah. <laughs> Now I am going to turn around and because I know Monica isn't going to tell this this story. A mutual friend of ours um, has commented on the Geek Herring Facebook page. Um, so this came from Birta on our Facebook page. Now, Birta is somebody that we've known for quite a while. Monica and Birta have been friends for coming up two years, I think. Birta is is also one of my friends. Um, we met, we all met um, through the same place uh, online. And when we met in person, Birta actually has developed and is in a relationship with one of my very best friends, somebody that I have known very well for many, many years. So she has joined my geek family along with my online family. So that's really cool. But Birta has shared something about Monica, and I just think it's really lovely. She said, I guess my story is literally Monica Rabensteiner being the one who encouraged me to do the things I do now. She believed I had talent when I didn't think I did a bit over a year ago now. I could come to her for advice. She told me my designs were good, and she told me I could definitely handle, handle systems when I was still so new to everything. Without her, I wouldn't be where I am now. And Monica, if that's not a glowing review of you as a person, I don't know what is. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I can take compliments so well. <laughs> But yeah, it is my little adoptive adoptive child <laughs> no that's not true that's <laughs> that's on the valuing what she can be your adopted sister your yeah. chosen sister yeah it's undervaluing her her value by making her my child that gives me too much power <laughs> <laughs> but the point of Birta's statement is that monica you're amazing and you're one of the best geek support systems that any of us has That shouldn't be a, like a praise money podcast this time. It's a geek solidarity podcast. <laughs> It is a geek solidarity podcast, but I'm just saying you're 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 great at that solidarity and support thing. Oh, thanks. Right, thank you, Etcher Woman. Aw. Look at all that schmoop. <laughs> <laughs> It's a schmoopy episode. It is a schmoopy episode. Geek people, listeners. Do you have any other stories that you'd like to tell us? Please feel free to message us wherever, however. We will totally feature you. Um, and maybe we can do another episode at some point about geek girl solidarity. Yeah, because the sisterhood is important. And any any way that we can and, and do shout out the geek girl community, it's, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And as always, you can find us over on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Geek Herring. You can find us on Patreon at Geek Herring. And you can find us on our website very soon, which will be finished very soon. Very soon. Very. <laughs> I'm a bit excited now that it's almost done. <laughs> Yay. You can catch up live website process over on Monica's Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> It's a long one, but it's there. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in today and see you again next week. Have a geeky week. 
If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com. Thank <laughs> you.